You're gonna need a bigger boat. Attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. They're here. Hi, welcome to Before After Reviews. I'm Teresa. And I'm Darby. And we watched another movie. Always. Didn't say what we were gonna watch last time either, right? Oh so no, it's a we didn't. To everyone. Yes. So the wonderful movie that we watched is Coco. Disney and Pixar's animated film came out last year, November twenty second, two thousand seventeen. I hadn't seen it yet, so we thought it might be a good idea, though probably the wrong time for me to see this movie. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. There's no Robert's rant this week, so sorry. But yeah, how are you doing, Darby? I am a little behind. As you know, I've been really sick since I got home from Tikio, and I wasn't able to go see the movie we were gonna see, so we changed the movie. Yeah, that's part of why there's Sorry, no Robert's Rant. <laughs> but Sorry, we're Robert. gonna do it next week, so it'll be better. We survived Tiki Oasis. It was magic in its own right. It was magical, absolutely. Yes. I got home later than I planned, but that's because I went and hung out with one of my friends who lives in San Diego after. That was fun. Really sad I didn't get to join you guys for pancakes, though. I'm bummed you didn't either. You would have liked that place. It was very good. Snooze in uh, San Diego. I recommend I'll you try it. I'll definitely have to check it out I next time. I also got home late as well, though, because I went and met up with one of the board members to get some objects for the museum, and so I rented a car, and then I only drove about halfway home. Oh, okay. But we're now back and in our separate areas of living and not next to each other. We're not balancing a microphone on my R2 suitcase. No, but to kick things off, since we did watch Coco, in the beginning of this movie, there was the animated short Olaf's Adventure, I think it was called. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Okay. I actually did see this when it came out. I saw it Thanksgiving last year. I... And this, the short was still available. Yeah, I did not see it. Disney had it playing when Coco first came out, but then by December 8th, I believe it was, they pulled it after all of the controversy. Now, why did this cause so much controversy? Again, did not see it because I don't like Frozen and I really wasn't planning on seeing Coco at all, but my two cents on the fact is because it was 21 minutes. It wasn't really a short. It was like a cartoon episode and I honestly think the reason they even put a frozen short in front of that movie was because of it was a cultural movie it was you know very hispanic culture and i think they were afraid of trying to get people who weren't hispanic to see it uh that was definitely a major thread of commentary on social media when it came out that you know what did you think you needed that to bring people to see this movie it was really bad and again it wasn't in keeping with any of the other Pixar shorts like no it didn't have that deep message delivered on a metaphorical level Pixar shorts in their short amount of time they're like wow. what normally five, five to fifteen five minutes long minutes. yeah they're not that long but man they really tug at your heartstrings try oh, and sit so through a Pixar good. short and not get emotional well in general Pixar kind of prides itself on having those more complicated storylines and very very deep messages well, so the best thing about this really fluffy frozen 
short, it wasn't for the same audience. Yeah. The best thing about Pixar shorts is the fact that they can get so much across and have no words. I mean, yeah. I remember the one where there was the little bird and it was trying to get, you know, food when the ocean would go forward and when it gets scared and, you know, you felt sad for it and you wanted it to accomplish all this and then by the end it became strong because it was afraid of the water and you're just like, how is this bird afraid of the water when it's supposed to be able to be in the water? Or there was the one where the the mother and had the dumpling child and actually the dumpling child was a representation of her real child. Yeah, that was the most recent one which we didn't actually talk about when we discussed Incredibles 2. Oh yeah, that's um, right. I was trying to figure out what movie I saw that one in. That was very intense. Yes, the but least. there was no words. It was all no. music and it was all visual. And that's yeah. what they're known for. And instead, audience well, and of goers... of course, the humor in Frozen is very obvious. And it's often about, like, gross-out jokes and very remedial humor, so to speak. Yeah, and a lot of people, when they went to see Coco, they weren't aware that there was going to be this Frozen short. Disney did weird advertisements with it. I remember seeing another movie and hearing about this Frozen short and that to get to Coco early to see it. But you still thought it, okay, if you're gonna say it's a short, you still thought it would only be like 15 minutes long, but... Well, because that's what this audience is conditioned to. I read a really funny account of people who were going back and asking, you know, the ticket takers if they were in the wrong theater. I read that um, too. Well, uh, the funny thing is, is that actually happened to me as a child. I don't know if you remember The Rescuers Down Under. It oh, I love that movie. It was an 90s film. It's so sad. I loved The Rescuers, but I digress. Point is, is before that film, when it was released, in theaters they aired Mickey and the Giant mm -hmm. and that was like a little over a half an hour or something and I remember my father actually with the two of us single dad being like okay you guys stay here and he like went out to go find out if we were in the wrong theater because <laughs> like dad aren't we supposed to be seeing the rescuers <laughs> I heard people walked out of the movie during the Frozen short I read that as well yeah people because were, it was bad it wasn't just bad some of the articles I was reading were about the fact that they were upset that this was even put in front of Coco oh wow and and so that's what made them walk out and some of them refused to watch it and then walked back in to see Coco. But I really think the only reason why they put Frozen in front of this movie is because this movie was so focused on the Hispanic culture and if that's... you really weren't familiar with it, they probably feared you weren't going to understand it. But it's a Disney movie and Disney movies are usually good about giving explanations to things. And so the fact that they were worried about this cultural based movie, and I don't think they've ever done anything like it. They haven't done anything where it's just focused on one's culture's celebration of death or anything of that nature. So it was definitely new for them, but I think they also didn't have high expectations for the movie because of the day they released it. So the way movies work is if a studio doesn't have high expectations for it being a box office hit, they'll release it during a holiday weekend because during the holiday weekend, that counts towards the overall box office. So instead of it being Friday to Sunday, they now get Thursday to Sunday. So they get an extra day. So it gets more of a box office and then they can say, oh, well, this grows this much during the box office. So, Which I get and I understand that element of it, but I also, this was a Thanksgiving weekend release and you've got to have something there's so many moviegoers that sway it in some way. I mean, well, I Thanksgiving though... is a huge holiday for people to see movies. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, but that's it's... why I think they picked Coco because they didn't have faith in it and they wanted to put it in front of people. They wanted it to be available for the holiday box office because people were going to be spending with their family. And one thing in the trailer, especially with this movie is family was so hardcore into it, but 
that's why I think they really sold it for Thanksgiving because yeah. it technically was it's, after it's, the Day of the Dead anyway. They, yeah, but it fits in with what they generally released at Thanksgiving. They release a family film, right? Like that's I don't generally know, competitive actually. I, I didn't pay attention to what they've released in the past. I just know based on what movies have done trend-wise, if they don't have faith in a film, they release it during a holiday. It's almost like when videos don't have faith in a movie, they release it during Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend is a huge holiday and they know people are going to get to the movies. They care more about getting people to see the movie. Even if there's not a good option to see it, they'll most likely see it because they need something to do to get their kids out of the house and especially because this is a kid's movie. Well, I went and saw it with a group of adults on Thanksgiving evening and so glad when this fucking short was over i gotta say so so glad i really think the short that they picked was unnecessary and i think it hurt the film more than it helped well yeah there's no way that it could have helped the film at that point you're most people's movies didn't start for like 45 minutes after it was scheduled to start. You got a bunch of antsy ass kids on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. 40 minutes late into a two hour fucking movie. That doesn't do anyone any favors. No one no. at all. I don't even know how a kid could have stayed in their seats for Coco because of the short. I think the short was detrimental and they were caring more about getting more frozen in front of people, which they need to stop because I'm so fucking tired of frozen. I didn't care for that movie yeah. when it came out and I still still don't care for that movie. I would like to stop hearing about that movie. Well, I don't hate Frozen quite as vehemently as you do, but I'm definitely <laughs> sick of it. And like I said, there's so much potential for everything about that. And it's just a disappointment. There's no better word for me other yeah. than disappointment. So should we talk about the okay. trailer? trailer yes the trailer which you already started to talk about yeah it's very family oriented so the trailer gives us a kind of early synopsis on what the movie is about you know has a lot to do with family but it doesn't necessarily cover everything about the movie it really sells you on this day of the dead it also really emphasizes the hispanic culture and kind of gives you a glimpse into it and but its main selling point is this is about family and I feel like this could be a drinking game with how many times in that fucking trailer they mentioned family. Let's do it right now. Let's see how drunk we get. We could totally do that. Maybe we should just start making drinking games for movies we watch and figure out how many times they mention something stupid that I don't care about. I actually love this plan. From now on, <laughs> we're going to have to come up with two ways to make these movies a drinking game. I'm totally this down. This is happening. Oh I my am God. Totally okay, so down. every time you hear the word family, you got to drink. Yes. Just in because any language. It was literally all over the trailer and all over the movie. And I'm not very family orientated. So when I saw this trailer, I was like, mm, a movie this much about family? I'm good. Solid pass for me. I'll wait for it to come out on Netflix and probably wouldn't even see it then. Literally, the only reason I watched it was for this podcast. Yeah. Well, for similar reasons as to why you felt like this was not a good time for you to watch this movie, this was kind of emotional for me. It was my first major holiday without my grandmother mm. and so actually mine too well my grandfather so when I saw it on Thanksgiving it was all about your family and yeah. even the commercial made it very obvious I was like oh probably gonna cry not gonna See, lie just, I'm gonna for me just like own up that that's gonna happen 
a lot of people don't know, but unless you listen to the other podcasts, I'm kind of the outs with my family. I really don't care to see them for specific reasons. And this being so solidly about family made me cringe, especially because it also had to do with death and it had to do with Hispanic culture. And which again, we will get into when we actually start talking about the movie on how horribly relatable it was to me. And I didn't even realize it just based on the trailer. To me, the trailer didn't even tell me half the shit that was going to go on in the movie besides the fact that this boy was going to end up in the land of the dead somehow. Well, did you want to discuss how he ended up in the land of the dead? Or are you done with the trailer? The trailer wasn't anything special. So even with all the trailers I watched, I think I found like two of them. And so I don't yeah. feel like they tried to sell it very hard other than the fact that it's, this is beautiful. It's Pixar. It's about family. Yeah. Especially because in the trailer, Pretty. it lists, you know, Toy Story, Dory. I forget the others, but Up, yeah. Inside Out. Yeah. So it tells you some of the biggest Pixar films and they're like, from the people who brought you these great these films, we bring you this one family. now. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to sell you on the fact that Pixar has already brought you great films and they're going to bring you another film. So give it a shot. Maybe. Yeah. Please. Yeah. That's literally um, the vibe I got from the trailers. Me too. They make it very clear that it's Pixar, but it feels very Disney. The phoning in of it feels very Disney. So my first thought when I saw it was, oh, look, the lead character's a minority, so they're going to try and get away with perpetuating a bunch of kind of asshole stereotypes. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, um, but yeah, let's, cynic, let's so. talk about the synopsis now so we can talk about the movie. Okay. So, as you said, released November 2017. This was the 19th Pixar Disney collaboration. Follows the journey of Miguel Rivera, a young boy from a family of shoemakers in the fictional town of Santa Cecilia? Yeah. I think. I think yeah. so. I just remember that she's like the patron saint of music, right? This is the subtext that they layer in here because it's Pixar, so they think through things through like that, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, this family banished music from their household several generations prior, and while Miguel loves his family, he has been secretly practicing music by studying his hometown's hero, Ernesto de la Cruz, who is, you know, the most famous singer in Mexican history. And he's like Elvis, but Latin. Really awesome suits. <laughs> Not those one piece signs. Not that those aren't great in their own way, but you know. Anyway, so Gail wants to go play in the Dia de los Muertos contest. And so he steals the guitar. Oh wait, I totally forgot about the part where family finds out he's playing music. Yeah. So that's why he uh, has to steal a guitar because his grandmother bashes his against the uh, patio. So once he steals this guitar, it causes him to enter this in-between where he can enter the land of the dead. And he's not quite dead, but he's not fully alive, as his family likes to say, which he runs into all of these dead relatives. And they are as vehemently against his interest in music as his living relatives. And so they try and send him back. But he just steals the guitar again and ends up back in the land of the dead and enlists a stranger to help him locate De La Cruz, who he has now come to believe is his grandfather. And this stranger wants to help him because he wants to be put on the ofrenda or the family altar. And he wants to give him this photo, which is one of the places I had a weird issue with this movie, but we can get to that later. Anyway, Miguel's new friend is Hector, who claims to have known De La Cruz back in the day. And he says that he'll help him run into his old friend De La Cruz if he will take his photo back and put it on his family's ofrenda. 
Oh, I can't keep talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so his quest continues, and they go try and find De La Cruz at his rehearsal. Instead, they run into Frida Kahlo, which is entertaining in its own way. They find out from her that De La Cruz is not the kind of guy who attends his own rehearsals, but is rather throwing a party, at which point Miguel and Hector hatch a plan to enter a contest in a plaza, very similar to what Miguel was trying to do in The Land of the Living, to try and win a ticket to Ernesto De La Cruz's badass party. He enters the contest. This exposes him to having family, right? So he sneaks into De La Cruz's party and plays his song and gets his attention, at which point De La Cruz basks in this association with the live boy, which has been the talk of the evening in the land of the dead. It's mm -hmm. my great-great-grandson. He's a really enjoying this little additional fame. Once the party's over, it quickly comes out that Hector did actually know De La Cruz and that De La Cruz is actually kind of a scumbag. So he killed Hector. And also it comes out that Hector is actually Miguel's great, great, great grandfather. Yeah. And of course the creator of all of De La Cruz's music. Mm-hmm. So things that Miguel got right, his great-great-grandfather recorded, created all of his favorite music. Things he got wrong was who that actually was. But now it's Hector. This is so much fun. But of course, De La Cruz shows his true colors and he tries to have them both taken care of, so to speak. Mm -hmm. At which point the rest of Miguel's family comes to the rescue and they all expose De La Cruz before sending Miguel home with this blessing, a conditionless blessing. Yeah, because uh, that was one Hector of the... gets the recognition he deserves. The one of the main things with the story is Hector's family was trying to send him back to the land of the living with all these conditions and one of them specifically being he can't play music anymore. Yes. Because again, the family is very against this musician because he left the family mm -hmm. and disappeared. Which yeah. of course later you find out he didn't want to do. He was trying to return to the family, but he was killed. Yeah, murdered by De La Cruz. And of course, you also find out like Hector has tried to go to Miguel's great-great-grandmother in the Land of the Dead, but she won't have it because be so mad. Yeah, exactly. And they needed the impetus of the family emergency of having the living boy in the land of the dead to mm -hmm. let this be cleared up. Bring them together. Yes, to bring them together. Anyway, what did you think? So what I thought of the movie was I'm not a huge fan of this movie. One thing I did notice right away is Miguel has both his parents. Which was shocking <laughs> because I was like, this is a Disney film. Disney films, the characters don't have both parents. One of them dies somehow. But I guess we got the death when it comes to the great, great, great grandfather. Overall with this movie, I don't ever need to see it again. There's just a lot of stuff I don't care about. I mean, I think it's great for a kid's movie. I also think it's great as a cultural appreciation kind of thing where okay. it kind of teaches you about the Day of the Dead and the Hispanic culture. But doing it in a way where kids, I guess, could be more accepting to it because you know in this day and age everyone's just so anti-everything that you know something that's a different culture than gets looked down on which is kind of dumb I don't understand it but I have issues with this movie just because it's so relatable to me so I lost my grandfather almost a year ago well when this comes out it will be over a year and one of the things that this movie really highlighted for me was when my grandfather was growing up in like the 1930s his family came over from Mexico and and they renounced 
all Hispanic culture. I mean, their whole thing was, we are leaving Mexico, and Mexico was a terrible place at that time. You know, it was oppressive, there was a lot of bad there, and so they came over and they renounced everything, and they said, we're gonna be Americans. And so they learned English, they renounced Catholicism, they became Christians, everything like that. So I never got to experience any of this, and my grandfather took it to heart where, just like in the movie, the grandmother was like, no, no music, you know, we don't listen to music, and my grandfather was the same way, like, Hispanic stuff, no, we don't do that here. The only thing that we ever really did was Christmas, we'd have tamales, but that was about it. And everything else was just like, no Hispanic culture. So the fact that there's this Hispanic family out there that is anti-music, which also really bothers me because I was like, how can you be anti-music? Fuck you people, music is everything. And I really understood it because I didn't learn until later that my grandfather had siblings and his siblings had gone off and taught their family Spanish and I believe they went back to Catholicism and they really accepted the Mexican heritage. And so once the family goes against what my great-grandfather wanted and then my grandfather and I don't know if any of his other brothers did but they really stuck it as no we are Americans we only do American things. That's a bummer because Mexican so, food is delicious. So watching this I was just like is this my family? Are we am I seeing this movie right? Did they follow me around and like stalk my grandparents and just change it from Mexican culture to music? Literally that's what it felt like and I'm just like mm. so I don't like being able to connect that much with the movie just because it's just too well, real. darn it Pixar you did your job too well. I How know but also <laughs> with the sting of my grandfather's passing and him not being around anymore seeing all this stuff really bothered me just because yeah just making me think of him again didn't help but as a movie I really got tired of the whole family. I get it family and family's supposed to support you but they only support you when it matters to them and all this other bullshit and I'm just like I'm done. I can't. Just no more with this. I'm good. I can't. I don't want to watch this movie again. What did you well, think? Well, <laughs> the good news is you don't have to ever watch this movie again. Thank God. <laughs> I like that you mentioned how odd it was about music. That was one of my biggest points of contention with the plot line was how did Miguel's mother ever marry into a family that hated music so much? Yes. I just don't understand how that ever could have come to pass. Yes. But of course, I loved the music in the movie. No, the music was I good. I am not of, I'm not Hispanic. Do you identify as Hispanic? I don't know. But I do I'm and I don't. Personally... It's weird. I walk a weird line. Gotcha. Because well, my full name is Hispanic, so. Yeah. There is definitely Latin culture in my, like, certain types of Latin in my background. But I also come from, like, Catholic background, so I've seen a lot of these elements. So even though it wasn't specifically my culture, like, I identified with certain elements and, like, the multi-generationalness of it, mm -hmm. it was definitely a movie about borders. And, yes. you know, I think it's even more relevant as we review it almost a year after it came out than it was when it did came out. Porousness and power of borders. I thought it was really well done, very smart. But my issue was, I told you, I just still don't understand how the fuck this woman could have married into a family that had hated music so hard. How do you even have a wedding without music? Right? Like, what's the point of getting married if you can't dance? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, one thing I realized that's a constant theme with Disney movies what's is that? things getting destroyed. In Cinderella, you had the dress getting destroyed. In Little Mermaid, King Triton destroys her collection of being in love with humans. And in this movie, his guitar gets destroyed and being in love with music. Always something well, gets destroyed, especially something so impacting where it's like a collection or something that means something to somebody and they, it's different. Disney's very big on the adults never 
never understanding the things that are different that the kids love and appreciate and it kind of makes the parents seem like they're that stubborn asshole that how we all feel as children though that's true but disney really sends that message home because they actually get my destroyed dad karate chopping a barbie dollhouse of mine because we didn't clean up the living room and i remember being like absolutely devastated like it was the end of my world i saw this <laughs> smash into pieces you know it was a fucking dollhouse in retrospect <laughs> but it, it destroyed my world yeah you know, it is life or death when you're that age. And it's fun. It kind of got that across. You know, it was terrible. And I totally cried like a bitch when I watched this movie the first time. <laughs> I did enjoy something I read, a quote that said, this is Pixar's touch on death, which of course is adorable because they have a way of making everything well, part of me wonders if they did this because didn't the Tree of Life or what was that other, the Book of Life, that movie do really well and that was What's a that? movie based on death, wasn't it? I have no idea what you're talking about. I believe it was by DreamWorks. There was a movie where it was about death. Yeah, Book of Life. I think one of them, someone ends up dying. Yeah. <laughs> so the Book of Life is in the Mexican town of San Angelo. The two main characters have been friends ever since childhood. Although their lives have taken different paths, Maria was sent to Europe. Uh, Joaquin joined the military and Milano studied to become a bullfighter. One thing remained the same. Milano and Joaquin both wanted to marry Maria. Little does the trio know. Battling husband and wife, deities have made a high stake wage over the love triangles outcome. From what I understand, someone ends up dead in this movie. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, Day of the Dead stuff going on in Dude, it. Dude, we should watch that movie and discuss it in comparison. Oh, and maybe. is like, maybe we should discuss plagiarism, because come the fuck on, Disney. <laughs> but yeah, when did that like, film come out? This one came out in 2014. October 17, 2014. 2014. Oh, that's my dad's birthday. It was um, um, produced by 20th Century Fox. Yeah, no, I've never seen that film that is very interesting though I of know people they... who have seen it and liked it but the minute I heard that there was stuff about like Day of the Dead I was out why I because don't it... care for Day of the Dead I don't like sugar skulls or anything like that so I feel like this movie was very much capitalizing on how fashionable they are at the moment yeah Coco I mean <laughs> it's beautiful as Pixar films generally are beautiful the colors were great and everything but what's also funny is there's actually things out there that are talking about how the book of life and Coco are are so similar really yeah we gotta watch this film i mean i doubt it has the same premise of being anti-music because their synopsis is about two guys being in love with the same girl but i know someone ends up dead or maybe everyone ends up dead i don't know but there's a lot of day of the dead stuff going on in it interesting well i mean it's something to consider i know you're not that huge fan of it and if it would be trying for you plus we already have a plan for next week so yeah we can work it in sometime where we watch book of life just not this soon after coco yeah i didn't want to see the book of life and i didn't want to see coco and it's not oh. because of just i don't like sugar skulls i really don't and i understand like the day of the dead culture and how impacting it is and how it should be something that people can appreciate and learn about because i do appreciate learning how other people handle their death and celebration of life and things like that but i don't need to do it in a disney way well, I find that kind of stuff very interesting. I don't know if you're aware, but before I studied strippers in for my master's degree, I studied religion in my bachelor's. Yeah. So, uh, I well, no, that's what I'm saying. I like learning about the stuff, just not in the Disney way. My, of course, concern is, is once I see it, then I want to know what is accurate and what is Disney-fied, so to speak. Yeah. I want to know how respectful it is. I want to know... I think you know, for this, they again, had to be I, very respectful because the Hispanic culture would have been in a 
uproar if they did anything that was kind of out of the box. I did like how they portrayed Frida though. That was kind of funny. Oh yeah. Just because there's always talk about her narcissism and so in the movie it really covered her narcissism. <laughs> there, yes it did. I'll give you that. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. Oh, I found it incredibly unfair that Coco didn't get to be younger in death. Well, that was the one thing I noticed. So when most of the people died, they died at the age they were. So I feel like a lot of his family died really young. I feel like it was the photo they put up. Oh, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they matched to. Oh. But then how would there be, but then what would you look like if you never had a photo on an ofrenda? Well, there would be no contact sport. So then it'd be what? I don't know. I was also baffled by the fact that there were children I thought that was kind of good and scary at the same time that there were dead children well it is realistic no I know that but that's what I'm saying like I like that they didn't leave that out yeah. I did like all the spirit animals though those reminded me of a lot of Lisa Frank stuff yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Lisa not spirit Frank. animals. They were uh, the spirit guides. Yeah, the spirit what, guides. What did they call them? I don't remember. But I, I love Dante. I yeah. love that reference, right? To you know the author of the Underworld. Well, but, he uh, also named Dante also... after the horse. The horse in all of Dela Cruz's movies was named Dante. Oh yeah. That's why he named it that. <laughs> I'm still baffled oh, to I know. Thought it was, if... I thought it was a reference because of the spirit guide, because he was supposed to be a spirit guide, which makes sense, right? Right. Because yeah, I think that it, was, like, it worked. And at both the end ways. when the cat comes out and they're, you know, the spirit guides come in and out of our See, lives, and that's why I was confused because they're like, oh, Dante's just a dog. And then it's like, well, no, he's actually a spirit guide. But then I'm like, so is he dead or alive? I can't decide. I think the point of that was to show that, you know, animals and our, or our spirit guides are in between. Yeah. Because remember, Dante could see him once he became, they spirit. make a point of that And really he could also go on. into like, the spirit world. Oh, you world. can see me, boy. Yeah, and you could go to the spirit world. So, yeah. you know, their forms may change. They can take on many forms or whatever yeah. she said. But yeah, I think you're right. They were actually a lot more transparent about their process mm -hmm. in creating this film because they didn't want to be offensive. Although they did have some really early snafus. Like, did you hear that they tried to copyright the term Dia de los Muertos? Oh, they did not. Yeah, or trademark it or whatever. And there was <laughs> such an outrage. And then, you know, of course, the director's immediately like, that was a bad idea. Sorry, guys. They should have never um. tried to do that. That's not something you can trademark. Fuck Disney for that. <laughs> well, I guess if anyone's going to, it would Of course, because oh they're money I'm hungry sorry. as it is. Yeah, exactly. Leave some things alone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, my other thing is I am confused as to how Hector had a photo of himself if they didn't have objects like that. Like, he couldn't actually carry the guitar into the Land of the Dead. So how did he have a photo of himself? Very cool. I don't know, because they had stuff from the Land of the Dead, so, or in the Land of the Dead. They brought gifts from their family. They couldn't just pick up anything. You see what I'm saying? Maybe he was buried with it. Yeah, he must have been buried with it. And That's where the fuck was think. his family? Like, the other That's side That's what of the I family. don't understand. But then again, maybe because people didn't realize he was dead. Because yeah, everyone cause thought he just ran away. He just got, yeah, he just uh, ran off. Which then I was like, okay, so what happened to his body? Did De La Cruz just leave it there? That's gross. And some best friend. I mean, granted, he, he did kill him. And that thing was so predictable. It was only obvious that Hector was going to be the grandfather or the great-great-grandfather. It was obvious that De La Cruz wasn't. It was obvious that De La Cruz murdered him. Because that's always what happens. You never think that the person who's going to be the good guy is actually the good guy. Of course that's not. But again, it's a, it's a Disney movie. You gotta make it obvious for the kids. 
kids. Yes, and I always um, have to remember it's a kid movie, so I don't know what excuse they have to use for adult movies, but for at least for kid movies, yes. But what did we grade this movie? I'm gonna give it a B plus. I'd give it a C. Yeah. I definitely give it a C. Just, it's a typical Disney movie. It's nothing new. The only thing I liked about it was the fact it was at least doing more for helping kids learn about a culture. Which again, is one of those things, like I wanna know how very representative this was for people who actually celebrate Dia de los Muertos in this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm curious now. My I know some people who saw it and they all loved it and they celebrate Day of the Dead. So they didn't chime in on anything that was terrible at the movie. So I think Disney really did a good job on playing it safe and doing it more cultural appropriation for it. Yeah. Well, I know they definitely stepped up in terms of, you know, getting a lot of voices involved in the creation of it. So. Yeah there's that but again I, I just want to know like what is Disney fine and what is not which I thought you know was a fun thing they did a really good job of it doesn't actually matter if it was accurate in certain ways like not to say that it doesn't matter if it's accurate in terms of representing a culture but I mean it still told a lot of things that were universal in the way yeah. it did it you know I loved Miguel's moment of saying I thought this was just one of those things adults made up you know like, like vitamins, vitamins. Like, I know vitamins I love are that. real and he's like yeah but no I, they might be now I'm rethinking yeah. that they did a really good job of making it identifiable. I wish I had the time to watch it in Spanish and just read the subtitles. I would rather listen to people speak their own language than the kind of, some of it was like the forced acts, like exaggerated sort of things. Oh and yeah. Like I just, I'd prefer to just read subtitles. If that's no, that makes the case. sense. But of course, again, it's a children's movie. You can't expect kids to read sub, like read a subtitled cartoon. Yeah, you don't want parents to try and read during the movie. Yeah. So imagine having I'm a pretty, theater they, full I, of parents reading the subtitles. They have one on Netflix. <laughs> so if I have the motivation, which I'm going to tell you right now, I don't because my head still hurts from being sick. But I would rather watch it in Spanish. <laughs> subtitles I think. I'm not a subtitle person because I tend to do things while I watch movies and TV so I can't. And I understand that but I have an issue with listening like I don't like things that are audibly weirdly edited or forced. So average of this movie if you gave it a B plus and I gave it a, a C. B minus. Yeah B minus. Would the trailer make you go see this movie? No the trailer did not make me go see this movie. Pixar's resume made the association with Pixar did. Yeah, yeah, well, I obviously didn't want to see the movie. The trailer, I felt, didn't sell the movie I saw. I mean, yeah, it sold the emphasis of family, but it didn't let you know that also this is actually a action kind of movie because he's trying to get back home by getting his grandfather's blessing because his family and the land of the dead don't want to give him the blessing to play music. And that's why he goes on this quest to find De La Cruz. But, you know, little did we know, there was Double Cross and all this other stuff. So I felt it tried to sell you a type of movie that it had one theme for, but there was a completely different movie that was going on. I can understand why you'd say that. Again, I don't really think I paid attention to the trailer in anything more than, I'm gonna go see another Pixar movie. Yeah. But I remember thinking, well, that guy's obviously not gonna be his actual grandfather. Yeah. At one point, I know they definitely didn't say that the family was against music because I'd have been like that's stupid who the fuck's ever heard of a Hispanic family that didn't like music yeah <laughs> for me Pixar isn't enough for me to get go see a movie like I still haven't seen Monsters University which everyone keeps telling me I need to see it I haven't either but I have it you can watch it if you come hang out again okay but yeah Pixar really isn't a selling point for me to see a movie because for me, they have a lot of hits and misses. So like, I'm one of the few people didn't care for Inside Out. I loved Inside Out. 
<laughs> like I said, I'm one of the few people. But again, I'm also pretty heartless, so. Well, you also got to understand that I love the music. Mm. And that, like, Inside Out was definitely a masterpiece. See, I need more than just music to music. sell me on a film. I watched that while I was, I was working on papers during my graduate program. So again, like, listening to things, I don't have to watch that film to truly understand what's going on. Right. They're children's movies. The premises right. are, you know, you can kind of see what's going to happen. Up uh, is not a children's movie. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I was reading something the other day talking about how that movie's not nearly as good if it doesn't have the tragic first 10 minutes of it. That's what it's makes so it hard crazy. to watch. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that beginning probably the first three times I watched that you know, after That's the first time. That's what stops me after, from watching it. And I'll watch it and go, oh my god, why did I do this to myself? It's literally what prevents <laughs> me from watching that movie is because I know I need to watch the first 10 minutes and I was like, I don't want to watch the first 10 minutes. It's so oh heartbreaking. I went to this house in Seattle when I was there a few weeks ago. It's referred to as the Up House, but it's not based on it. Mm -hmm. Apparently part of the Disney marketing department got behind this movement to save the house because it was kind of like the same thing. This little old lady in this teeny house that had been built around oh on all gosh. three sides and it looks so much like it i'll send you a photo of it later That's... it's adorable and so it finally lost its battle but it was referred to as the up house and they talk about it in 99 percent invisible podcast actually mm. i don't know if you ever listen to that i used to I don't no i don't listen i don't have time for shit like podcasts. listening to podcasts anymore but okay I digress. So, what are we watching next week Teresa? we're going to watch christopher robin next week we are going to watch it so we can play robert's rant and that way it's not wasted and another I rant about poo movie. yes and you want to see this movie i do it's supposed to be mushy though i thought you so, had no heart i don't but that okay. normally when i see a mushy movie it's to mock it i'm excited to mock it but i mean we'll see i mean i love eeyore so him and i i feel like we're kindred spirits totally. <laughs> i could see that Sure. <laughs> I enjoy Eeyore's existence in the stories. We can talk about that more when we actually discuss the movie. I also like Ewan McGregor, but I'm sure you're going to oh. tell me something that's going to make me hate him. No, now. I like him. Well, didn't he cheat on his wife? I don't know. I don't, really, I don't really pay attention. As far as when it comes to relationships, I don't care. When relationship with animals, different story. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about what you do as a person about... as long as you're treating animals good. If I find out he did anything with animals, you'll let me. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, let's keep us informed on all those bestialities. I did love him as young Obi-Wan Kenobi, though, so. Oh, me too. He makes, oh, he's the only thing worth watching in the first three episodes. Yeah, I can get behind that. So for Coco, we give it a B minus. The trailer didn't sell the movie at all. And I guess that's it for this wonderful podcast. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Check us out <laughs> on social media. And don't We're forget on... to rate and review. We need those. We need some reviews and stuff. And five stars. I don't want any, like, two stars or anything. I only expect five stars. <laughs> and if you do, tell us why. Constructive criticism, people. Yes. Give us somewhere to go. Fuck. So. Anyway. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. You can't handle the truth. He's looking at you, kid. I'll be back. <laughs>